0: My name is Anders Bolling. You're listening to Mind the Shift, a podcast about a shifting world and shifting minds. Welcome. One of the ambitions of this podcast is to span the border between science and spirituality. I can't think of an experience more to the point of that endeavor than to physically die and yet retain a high level of consciousness and then come back to life to tell about it, especially if that person Who is experiencing it is a scientist. I'm very happy to have as my guest today Ingrid Honkala, who drowned when she was very young, nearly three years old, and had a profound near-death experience. She came back to life with new gifts, a new perspective on life, and contact with beings of light who have guided her since. But this very unusual and life-changing event also meant that Ingrid during her early life, early years, sometimes struggled to fit into the mainstream. However, she chose a scientific career and became a successful marine biologist and oceanographer working for the Colombian and the American navies and for NASA among others. Born and raised in Bogota, Colombia, her scientific work has taken her to many countries and she eventually settled down in the United States. Welcome to the show, Ingrid.
1: Thank you so much, Anders, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. Yes, that's great.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm so happy that you're that you that you're here with us today. You have an amazing story and, and you have amazing insights to tell. And uh, you have done precisely that in your book, uh, whose title is a brightly guided life how a scientist learned to hear her inner wisdom is that correct
1: yes that's correct
0: but as i understand you it wasn't until maybe 10 years ago or so that you uh, that you realized that your unique experience was something that you ought to tell the world How how is that
1: oh uh, yes thank you first for having me here again, and and it's it's an honor to be able to share with your audience. But yes, actually, throughout my life, I always knew and I felt it in myself, (laughs) or it was the sense that what I had experienced and um, the way I thought and the way I perceived life and who I was was very different from most of the people around me. And that brought me to study other philosophies religions and experience the world in different ways always going to to just find the deeper the deep i <laughs> who i was yeah but yeah i always did it and kept it mainly for myself oh you know the the amazing thing is i i kept The experiences for myself but I always was and we always are or shine that light that we are because that's actually the true path is like are you shining the light that you are and I always try to be probably to to put it in 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 easy words walk my talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there was a moment in my life where I felt the needle I felt that sense that it's time to now share it with words because up to that point in my life it was like how can I be the best Ingrid how can I do good how can I just it was just the expression of me through my actions Mm. but I always felt that I was so different from others and my experience was so different that if I share people were going to reject me or they were going to look weird and especially once I became a scientist and you kind of box yourself into this is the way I should look, this is the way I should talk. So it's amazing how our pre- perception just bring us to just put ourselves in, box ourselves. Mm, mm. And I just thought- but did, no, you try, like, did
0: you try to tell about these experiences when you were working as a scientist?
1: Um, very little <laughs> It was more like mainly like just like I said to you, just walking my my talk and just using I, I my my state of, of calming the mind, meditating and just to find solutions and to be more effective and more efficient in, in the work I was doing. But I was not expressing my my personal life to anyone or sharing it with anyone. Not even with my husband. <laughs> So, which I can I can share that with you because that was beautiful. And then there was a the moment in my life when I started to just feel this deep desire of writing the book. And mm-hmm. I always thought, I don't want to write any of these because it felt egotistic. I said, oh mm-hmm. gosh, writing about yourself? No. But, oh my God, Anders, when this gosh, when this energy was active in me, I could not stop it. And there was a moment that I was driving my car, I was working, I was walking, I was at the supermarket, and now I had to have a little book with me, because a notebook, because I had to write. If I didn't write, I I felt sick. If I didn't write, the thoughts or or those ideas did not stop in my mind. It was like a waterfall (laughs) wanting Mm -hmm. to just, or I would say like, water that like you're op- holding opening and, a
0: hatch and everything yes. just came out
1: so i was writing and there was that moment when i felt this is and this is actually one of the messages i i got from the beings of life when i was little they said to me the experiences that you're having and the ones that you are going to have so they were already showing me there's a lot more coming are not for you to keep mm. are for you to give and the right moment will come and you will know it. So I guess <laughs> now this was the well, moment.
0: Yes, it's, it's a treasure that you have been carrying around.
1: Yes, and I couldn't hold it yeah. and it happened. And, and then, you know, incredibly, I met a person, my best friend. She, she was working with the Navy and we met. And it was amazing because she was very spiritual too. So that connection started, and it's when the Beings of Light told me for the first time in all those years, because I always, since I was little, and they said, wait, they said, do not talk about us with anyone because they're not going to understand. And after all those years, when I met her and we started to just uh, become friends, they said to me, you can tell her everything.
0: I feel what a relief
1: sense of relief (laughs) and I started to share with her and open up and that was the door that also allowed me feeling safe that's an important thing so important people don't imagine how feeling safe and listening feeling that someone is is listening to you and that you're able also to listen the other person is a treasure yeah. And then that door started to open, open up. And, and then in, during those days, I, I did a, a trip to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And I was in the ocean and I was trapped by a wave. It was a big wave. And I went under the water and this wave <laughs> took me and it started to just drop me to the bottom. And I went to the surface to try to breathe. And another wave came and I was... Like, roll and toss by like three waves until my husband saw me, other surfers saw me, and they pulled me out of the water. But the most incredible thing, Anders, is that I stood at the edge, now looking at the horizon, and I realized I did not feel absolutely any fear, Hmm. no fear whatsoever. Wow. And standing at the edge, I, I realized and i said the words i am ready i am ready to serve.
0: yes okay and
1: then i opened that door and i started to to, to share to share with to
0: share oh that's anyone. wonderful so yes you have been mentioning the beings of light that that are guiding you and all that so maybe we should just uh, go back to that pivotal uh event in the in the backyard of the house where you grew up in Go to Colombia uh, and uh, you shared the story what what happened to you when you when you drowned there and and what did you experience
1: yes yes that's, that was i would just say the door <laughs> that yeah. opened all the, the 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 rest of the experiences in in my life but i was close to 3 years old as you mentioned 2 3 years old almost and my parents, both of my parents used to work. They would leave us at the care of a maid. And this lady really didn't pay attention to us when my parents were not around. And then one day they left, my oldest sister was close to four. And when she wasn't paying attention, she went back to her room and is like, let's go play in the patio. This patio was a tank and we saw a ball and she, my sister say, let's play catch across the tank and the purpose of this tank is because back in the day in Colombia we didn't have a washing machine so Mm -hmm. this was for there was a dual purpose collecting water and hand washing clothes so next to the tank there was a flat surface for scrubbing and this tank was pretty pretty big it was about 900 gallons of water and okay let's play and we climbed the walls of, of the tank and my sister sat in the, on the flat surface, which she was a little bit safer. And when she threw the ball at me, she didn't apply enough force. She was little, and the ball fell on the water. It was floating there, and I thought, "Oh, I can grab it." I don't know anything. I don't. I don't know physics. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. So I leaned forward, tried to grab it, and it rolled on the surface of the water. And I lost my balance and fell in the tank and up to that point in my life I had never been in a pool we didn't have a have a bathtub so imagine that sense of like what is going on my head is underwater and I don't know why I cannot breathe this is the other thing People think that because I was born in Colombia, I come from hot weather. But now that you also have been there, Bogota's pretty high up in the Andes. And very early in the morning, it can get quite chilly. So that water in that, yeah, that water in that tank was probably about, wow, very five degrees Celsius, which is about, I don't know, 30, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So the first, why I mentioned this, because the impact of the cold water was another thing that caught me by surprise. It was like, this water was frigid cold. So now I am like experiencing this plus the fact that I cannot breathe. I went to the state of course, absolute anguish. How can I get out of this water? And that's important because it's just showing how in that desperate moment I'm fighting, I'm wanting to be out of this water. I don't know how to swim. And in just a flash, and there's, I went like that, from that state of complete horror to one of absolute peace. Huh. Just like, whoa, I didn't know what happened, but that felt great. And I always love to mention the the different contrast that this experience brought because this tank was very dark. It was made entirely of cement. It had a roof on top. It was early, so it was dark. So the last thing I saw with my eyes open was the darkness of the space. And right there, the moment I went to that state of peace, a light came on from the bottom. And it was like the light of a candle was lit and it was able to illuminate the whole watery surrounding. And now I'm like, there's light. The other thing is I I, I live in a house that was noisy and right before I drowned, I could hear my heart pounding in my chest, really loud. Hmm. And when I went to that, moment of absolute peace the noise was gone there was no oh. more
0: no more heartbeat. sound
1: no more and i was just like oh this feels so good and it's when i experienced what i call the silence behind the silence is when you go to that space of it's, it's not just the, the lack of noise but absolute well-being, peace, serenity, calmness. Mm. And then oh my, after that, oh my God, I I craved that for the rest of my life. And there's, I looked forward, I, I wanted it. And later in my life, I would hide in closets, chapels, wherever it was. I wanted to go back to that silence. Mm. But okay, I am in this amazing state of well-being. And then I started to see bubbles suspended in the water, and these bubbles were surrounded by light. And, wow, this is cool. I started to just chase these bubbles. And it was ch- by chasing that, that those bubbles that I turned myself around and I saw my body in the water. Wow. And when I saw the body, it was like, oh, that was incredible because I wasn't, afraid it was the sense that i wasn't even like surprised it was this oh that's me that's my body and it had something that i will never forget is that the body had the eyes open Mm -hmm. staring and i'm like oh and it was that sense of familiarity it's hard to explain to you but it's to me it's like the sense of like oh this is normal and then i just looked at the body and this is the other big contrast. I was born as a very sick child and I spent the first three years of my life feeling very unwell. And sometimes I always say that this brings me to, to know or think about purpose. Sometimes we can think, oh, how that child could just have been born so sick. But at that moment, it showed me the purpose of that was showing me that moment of contrast. Because for the almost three years, I was always unwell. I didn't even know what to feel unwell in my human body was. I've been sick for almost three years. And I am experiencing this state of well-being that was so incredible that of course, when I saw that body, I'm like, oh, I'm not going back there.
0: Of course not. (laughs) (laughs)
1: forget it so what I did was like turn around so that's also amazing how I was able to to have the clarity that I could make that decision that no I'm not going back there bye-bye and I turned around and I left the body behind and at that moment is when I started to see flowers that were like blooming from nowhere Hmm. that was majestic and I'm like I'm having so much fun and now I was picked by the flowers, and I was being carried. And this is amazing because you will think, wow, even, even the sense of dimension disappear, I'm being picked by flowers. And then I'm being carried, and I put the analogy that is the feeling was like going back to the womb. You're safe, You there's nothing you have to do. I mm. say, you are being done. <laughs> nothing to speck, nothing, nothing, you just, it was amazing and when i am experiencing this in just a blast i appear in the maids room and she the lady was listening to soap operas in the radio and i just looked at her and i said oh that's maria nothing she there was nothing nothing happened there and from there in just a blink again i appear in my mom's path she didn't have a car and she had to walk to catch her bus and it was a big neighborhood and she had to cross, like, she had to go many blocks to go to her bus stop and I just met her there. She was she was actually close to catch her bus when I just appeared on her path and I'm like, again, looking at her from above from about, like with okay, the maid, right, like hmm. like floating hmm. above her and I looked at her and I said, oh, us mom and and there's the moment the very second i said this she stopped oh and she's like did not hesitate did not and it, it was that sense she's she knew something was happening at home yeah with one of her babies and she did not even think about anything else she turned around and she started to run back home okay and that that's the thing with my mom. She was very intuitive. And this is what I said to people too. It's not about intuition only, but listening to your intuition. And mm. thankfully she always did. And she ran back home and, oh, I saw her, but I'm like, oh, that's mom. And I started to get distracted by the realization that wherever I put my mind, I could go. So there was a moment where I, just saw a dog at the end of the street. And in the moment I felt the desire to be with the dog, I was there. Mm. Oh, that's fun. I turned my head and I saw like a a green, a park at the end. Oh, I want to be there. I was there. Wow, now I was having fun playing the game of going places.
0: Yeah.
1: It was like the (laughs) sense, the perception or the the sense I had of time and space as as human was dissolved. It was completely Mm -hmm. different. And then again, in just in just a flash, it was something I wasn't controlling. It, all this was just happening. I appeared in a realm that was made of pure, bright, intense, shiny light. And wow, Anders, this was the first time in my almost three years of life that I felt that I was home. It was the sense that, oh, it feels so good to be home. And although I didn't see anybody, I felt welcome. And again, that, that sense of familiarity came back. That's that's why, you know, it's home, because it's familiar. It yeah. feels good. It, it feels welcoming. It feels safe. And were when, there some,
0: any kind of structures or beings or was it just a realm of light that you were engulfed in in a, in a way?
1: just light, I was engulfed in light. And this this is incredible, like, because like I said to you, even with the flowers, there there was not the need of expecting anything. It was just freedom of of
0: Mm.
1: thought, of expecting, of wanting. It was just, ah. And I am in engulfed in this light, and incredibly up to that moment, although I saw my body suspended in the water, I didn't have the realization that I was not that persona. I was still identify with the persona, Ingrid. And it's at that moment when I said, I am not that. Mm. And I started to have this sense of dissolving, like just becoming part of the whole. Yeah. And But I was still having that sense of self. But even that... There was a moment in which I even lost that sense of self. And I experienced Mm. what I call nothingness. Mm. What I call non-self. And when people ask me what Mm. nothing means, (laughs) I said, the moment I tell you what is, it becomes something. Yeah, It's not possible to to say. It's not possible to put
0: in words. Mm.
1: No, I, I only can tell you what is not. And I said... In this state, there's no description, there's no meaning, there's no concept, there's no form, there's no sound, there's no shape, there's no... It's just pure presence. It's just pure consciousness. Mm. But people also get afraid about the nothing meaning, then saying that you went into nothingness. But at the same time, I, I said to them, no, it's the most liberating and amazing state of bliss because it's like if you're in a box and now you're out of it. Mm. So it's just mm. a it's, it's emptiness, but it's fullness. It was incredible.
0: So, but for the most most of the during the most the largest part of this experience, you had a sense of identity of of a separate self, but then briefly you you just uh, merged with the what what would you call it the source or?
1: Uh, yeah, I I. Ad- I would just say that's what we understand as source, just pure presence, yeah, consciousness, source mm-hmm. being, beingness, yeah. in the state of just being, and from there uh, I am the experiencing this state of being when my mom arrived home, and this is the other amazing thing we lived in a pretty big house, but she knew exactly where to go. Hmm. She didn't waste time like, oh, what is happening? No, she went or or calling or looking for the maid. No, she went directly to the patio and she saw my sister still like leaning into the tank tank in this flat surface. She wanted to get me out, but she was almost four. She was too little. And now it's like, I see the purpose of her because when she saw my mom, she was the one that told my mom, yes, Ingrid is there and mm-hmm. I cannot get her. So my mom went into the tank, got me out and she knew how to work with CPR, what to do. And she said that I would like a raggedy doll, that I didn't have any pulse, there was not any breathing and my you mom- You were clinic,
0: me- clinically dead at that I
1: point. I mean, yeah, we, we, say clinic, clinically dead then we will have to be in a hospital but yeah, according to yes to my mom there was no pulse there was no breathing okay and she started she said i was like a raggedy doll it was mm, just my mm. lips were blue my body was white i mean she said that according to her she said there was no life in this body mm, mm. but she started to just do anything and she, she was rubbing my body she was doing anything she knew but at that moment, Anders, I was so detached from this reality, so completely detached. I did not feel anything. Nothing. She was. But doing. you
0: were somewhere else at this point.
1: Yes. So the real. You. I, the, yes, exactly. There was no connection at all with what I always put the, the the example of of the ocean, the depthness, the deep deep part of the ocean. It's not feeling what the wave that is happening at the surface no although we are a multi-dimensional being living all realities yeah but at that moment i i was the deep ocean i was in immersing the deep eye state of being and then my mom did
0: you that you were sucked into the body and at some point that you were dragged back into this.
1: Yeah. So this is what happened. I, I felt the sense that I had jumped from the tallest building in the world, like the sense that you're jumping from ground zero. And it was this <gasps> this horrible thing, this vacuum inside, like feeling vacuum, and, and I was being pulled, yeah. vacuum back, and I did not want it. It was like the sense of like no, and I knew I was in the body when all the feeling of of being the lack of freedom, the coldness, the oh feeling I'm not feeling well, all of that was back, and back I looked
0: was... back in the box,
1: <laughs> and I was very unhappy. I wasn't happy to be back. Yeah, that, that's and from there is like some hard times came for me and my family, and there's because I came with an awareness I didn't have before.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I will look at my parents and, and just have the sense that you're not just my parents. Because I, I felt the, the state of oneness. I said you are my equal. I felt them as my equal.
0: Mm, and yeah. and
1: I will look at myself and I'm like, I'm not that. That is not my name. And I will look at myself in the mirror and cry. And said to my mom, you don't understand.
0: This is not who I am. No, this is just my my body, my avatar.
1: <laughs> can I ask yes. you a couple of
0: questions uh, about what you're talking about now? Because when you had this experience, did you, I, I think it's, it's a twofold question. You should never ask twofold questions, but I will do it anyway. Uh, did you feel, uh, firstly, can you remember, when you talk about these, this experience now, is it just as exactly as clear as it was once many, many years back when, when it happened, which is different from, for instance, a dream, which fades away slowly. And secondly, did you feel in any way that you were a child when you were in that realm, or were you just uh, uh, a soul of any kind, feeling adult or, or just no age at all? What's Those are two questions.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I love I love these questions. And, and the first one is... Um when oh my god my mind just went like poop like that so your first question was uh, well I, is it
0: this the, the remembrance of this experience, oh, oh yes
1: it, yes oh my god my my mind for a second went blank
0: <laughs> okay. yeah, but, but you were you were back in the, in the room <laughs> i
1: think so but yeah the, the the memories are so clear and this is i love that question because there's even things that i not just remember but is you know how when you have a memory that you even have the sense of feeling it it's not Mm. just memory Mm. but even the sense of and i think that's why the contrast of the cold water that's an important one because feeling Mm. that cold water kept me kept this experience so vivid Mm. so to me it's like it's is not any, anything similar to a dream is, is like something, Any anything that you could have experienced. And I would just say, you remember that party you had last week? How good you had it? Oh yes, of course, just like that. And mm-hmm. look, when we went to the patio and there was that that ball, and when I felt it in the water and I was touching the ball, the ball had uh, letters on it, mm-hmm. engraved, and it had characters painted next to each letter like the alphabet i can even feel the texture of the ball okay i can even remember the color when i went to the maid's room i can even remember the soap opera she was listening in the radio so it's that clear Mm. that and the feeling
0: of of being timeless and and uh, and uh, completely calm and uh, in complete silence when you were in that other realm
1: Yes, to know, the point, like, like I said to you, I, I craved that for the rest of my life. So yes, what happened with this that, experience yes. is that it didn't end there. Mm. It kept going. When I came back and I look at my body, I'm like, I'm not this child. Mm. Mm. So this wasn't like something you wake up from a dream and you say, oh, this is a dream and you forget. Is It's never ended.
0: It's changed After your that. life forever. And this happened, forever. I mean, when you were only... Not even three years old, so that must have completely impacted your your upbringing, your your earlier years. Yes, and...
1: completely. And the way I interacted with other people, and the way I saw the world, and your other question, <laughs> and I'm still just well. Did you did you
0: did you experience that? Well, I, I I guess the answer is no, because the question was, did you feel that you were a child when you entered this realm?
1: Yeah, I, that that's an incredible question because. There was no sense of being any age. Yeah. There was no sense of at the beginning. This is this is really good because at the beginning, when I saw my body in the water, I could even say to you that it was the sense of the the childlike mind. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is like that this wow, look at the bubbles and look at these and look, at, but as the experience went through that. Thing, that aspect of the mind. Like I even said when I entered the realm of the light, I was still having a sense of self. The more that mind like started to dissolve, the less I felt I am this, I am that, mm. I am Ingrid, I have, I am a, a girl or whatever it is. I see the was the less I identify with any of that until I had the sense of. That's why I call it nothingness. Mm. There was not anything that I would just say, I was this, I was that. And but again, it was, and and I kept it for the rest of my life. It it was this sense, that's why I completely lost the fear of dead because it was the sense of, I am an eternal being. That I knew. It's like, it was that. I, I didn't even know how to explain it, but it was that I always have been. And when I yeah. came back, and I like I said to you, that imagine the shock because I am now in, in back in the body. I'm looking at myself and looking at other people. I'm looking at other children, Anders, mm-hmm. and I would look at them and I'll be like, I couldn't relate. No. <laughs> because I had this same. what is happening to these yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't know anything.
0: They don't yeah. know anything. They just think <laughs> that they are their bodies, and uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: The, yeah and and I they would just look and. A few years. <laughs> yes, and you know, from very little, I, I didn't want to relate with with people my age, with children. My mom would take me with her, to her meetings with friends, whatever. All people that, of course, were older for my age, and I would sit there and cross my leg. And that was amazing because being so small, that after that three, four, five, and I could understand with clarity the the sufferings of these people, their pains, there. And how could I if I was just a little child that supposedly wow. never went through these experiences? Supposedly, yeah. because now I had the knowing that oh, I understand you because I have been there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was incredible. I came back, like you also mentioned, with abilities of knowing how to read, write, resolve mathematical problems, put together complex puzzles. So when I went to school and I had all these abilities, to me was the sense, I don't need to learn these things. I'm just remembering.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So it's just, I was just, I would just say it's like we, we become activated.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can, I I can relate to that. I mean, I can, it it resonates with me when you say that Uh, these beings of light that you have, that you talk a lot about, you didn't meet them quote unquote, when you were having this experience, uh, but you met them afterwards. So did, did they come to you when you had come back to, to this physical world?
1: Yes, I am. Um, you know, uh, when I was in that realm of the light, I, like I mentioned to you, I didn't see anyone, no. but I felt the sense of. There was presence there.
0: There was presence. And now.
1: later in later in my life, when I started to communicate and see the beings of light and all that, it was like, oh, it was the sense that that presence was there. Mm. But before before we, we, we go more into the beings of light, there, there was a moment in my life because I always mention this, and there's I always say it's like for me, after my near death experience, the door never closed. Mm. And then, <laughs> not long ago, the beings of light said to me, Of course, the door never closed because there is no door.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: That's amazing. So we are the ones due yeah. to conditioning, not just us, but our parents, our teachers, our education, culture system, yeah. that door or that window, we close At least it.
0: religion, actually, traditional re- religion.
1: Everything.
0: Tells you it's, that God is there and you are here and there's a separation. There's is...
1: a separation. Look, at nine years old, I went to church because I was so in love with God, so in love. I, yeah. I, because I knew also I was raised as Catholic after that, that conditioning started to try to come in, into my life. But my mom said, I never met any child that was more rebellious than you. <laughs> I could not be conditioned under. this. I could not. No. So I would just went to church and I say, you don't understand your fear is separating you from God. Hmm. And the oh he got so mad at me. Said those are I the guess, words. I, get, the I guess
0: you could have you could have told the Pope that. I mean, you <laughs> I don't think the Pope has had a near-death experience.
1: <laughs> and and I was just telling you what is separating you from God from the truth is your fear. Yeah. Oh, he said you, you go pray, you don't know what you're saying. That's the words of the devil. Because it was all the teaching of fear, God. And to me, I experienced God. Mm. i didn't know the word god i didn't even know the word love at three years old what is love you don't know that but later in my life when i learned the concept i'm like oh i know i you know i said to people i I love to to bring the the analogy of the orange juice with religion with all this, with the idea of god it's like you know you can even have a master degree and how an orange look how the physiology, the biology, how to prepare the juice, how to make it, oh, you're an expert in that. But if you never drink the juice, you don't know it. So it's it's when I said, you could not have all those uh, concepts, Hmm. but the day you drink the orange juice now, you really know it and you will never forget it. (laughs) That's what happened. That's why also answering your question, if, that near their experience felt like a dream. No, it felt like the real deal. Mm, It mm, felt like not just knowing the concept of the orange, it was drinking it.
0: Yes, I've heard other people uh, explaining their NDEs as if uh, they they experienced the reality that was much more real, tens of times much more real than this one. This is the dream, and that is the r- reality. I've heard.
1: Yes. Like, uh, yes. And, and and it became more more clear to me after my near death when I like as the being so. I said, "Yeah, of course, the door never. There's no door." Of yeah. Hmm. After that, I I kept having what we call out of body experiences. Yeah. Okay. And I was going or experiencing that realm of the light over and over and i will go through these stages in which i experience changes in color in frequencies in movements in sounds that i have never experienced as a human Mm. and it will bring me to that realm of the light and it was in these journeys that i started to now see with clarity what I call beings of light. Okay. And the reason why I call beings of light is because they were shining in bright light. <laughs> I was a child. So with the, the mind that I had, that's what I saw. And they started to appear to me in one, one of these journeys. I was surrounded by starlight figures that were shining in all different colors. Like like say like you're looking at the universe at night, like at the, the sky, the, and you see stars that go forever but in the way i saw it it was it wasn't a a dark space it was light and i saw light that was shining they were shining in colors all over the place to the Mm. infinite and in one of these journeys one of them was was shining in 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 gold pure gold and it approached me came close and it shaped itself into a human form of showing me i am like you
0: Mm, yes
1: and i'm like and when it touched me i said you are a being of light and i in that occasion i woke up and i oh after that i I just wanted to go to sleep that's all i wanted to do i and, and of course now look at look at the amazing part of what balance is because if i would i could not be the child that is left forever i I would have been in a a state of unbalance i i came as human i i was here to live this experience so now is okay that balance needed to happen and one day i'm just taking a shower relaxing there so look at what how amazing all the symbology of life like what is to just relax take a shower you're in a state of openness that's meditation and when I'm doing there naturally, a blue bright light intense was shining in the in the bathroom, and I'm like, wow, now the beings so of light are here. Mm-hmm. And it's when I started to see them with my human eyes here. Okay. And then after that, they were appearing everywhere, and I could see them around animals, people everywhere. Could you communicate
0: with them? And and did did they give you messages that you could understand? At the
1: beginning, no. At the beginning, it was just the presence. Oh, and and being with them and and feeling their presence. At that moment, it was all I needed. And that was so incredible, Andres, that I started to heal. Because up to that point, after the near-death experience, I, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be touched. I was rebellious. I, I was angry. I um, was sicker than before due to the drowning. It was terrible. Mm. And I started to heal. I started to feel better. I wanted to communicate more with my parents, play with my sisters. It was, oh, this sense, there was so much love, so much, the sense of of, of presence of, ah, uh, I can just feel it safe and embrace that I just started to be in the state of more joy. Mm. And then it was a day, but because I was still very detached from my name, because although I was feeling better, there was a day that I threw a big tantrum or many days I did, but this day was special (laughs) because they they were calling me Ingrid, Ingrid. And and there was moments that it would really bother me.
0: Mm.
1: And then I was like, I don't call me like that. And they were calling me to eat dinner, and the lady was Ingrid and I'm like, oh. So finally she came and I and she's like, Ingrid, don't you hear? We're calling you to eat dinner. And I'm like, do not call me like that. That is not my name. Hmm. And she's like, Okay, so how should we call you? What is your name? And I said, I do not need one. Of <laughs> she's like, Oh, we're tired of your. Your tantrums, they sent me to bed that night. (laughs) Crazy,
0: childish place, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then that was the night where the beings of light started to talk with me. And then it's when I heard the voice. It was now, it wasn't just seeing. Oh, this is the other thing I could do. I could uh, smell. Mm -hmm. If they were around, the smell would be like roses, like flowers. It was like, oh, it was incredible. So at that moment, they... I heard the voice that says, like, almost like in a whisper, like he was telling me a secret. It's going to take time for them to understand that names are not needed in the realm mm. of the mm. light. Mm. So for me, it was like, <gasps> it was liberating, actually, because it was the, the the feeling of like, I understand now why I do not need a name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And could you, could you eventually
0: feel comfortable in the notion that you actually, although you were a child, knew more than the adults, and that you were probably that you had closer contact with the, the real world than than the adults? Could you feel a comfort in that eventually?
1: And when when like- I, when I, when I was little, I would just, I was an observer. Yeah. I, I to, to the point that later in life, I asked the being, so like, what is it that I am observing? because i observe more than talk i didn't talk much i observed and they answered to me something beautiful they say life through your own personal experience Mm. Mm. and we are just that's when the sense i have and and later in my life that oh we are we are observing and we are providing feedback to the universe Mm. and then yeah and but it wasn't easy because um I wasn't understood and it was hard to communicate and and at a school especially in a school i was bullied when i tried to express to the teachers or or i was very intelligent human like i could like i said to you i could take any concept and and this is the other thing and my mom who was a teacher she this was amazing because children only at certain age i don't remember if it's seven or eight or even later they, they can, uh, they develop the abstract mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: They, and the, the possibility to understand concepts and mathematics yeah. and puzzles. hypothetical
0: I, situations.
1: I, ca- yeah. I came back with that. Okay. So for me, it was, I mean, my highest scores in all the tests and everything was the part that, that I could, and that's, you know, that's been amazing in my career as a scientist. Because I could see numbers, I could see patterns, I could mm. see results, mm. I could see, I could work with huge matrices and see uh, how things were working behind the scenes. So I already came with that and, but incredibly the beings of life said something to me and they said, although they asked me when I was very young, do not share about us because they're not going to understand. No. And I tried and they didn't. And they thought, like, when you're a child, oh, you're dreaming, you're making a story, it's not happening, mm-hmm. whatever. But you,
0: your mom, your mother at some point did acknowledge what you were experiencing, didn't she?
1: Yes, and that's what the beings of life said, people will be put in your path. Mm. And my mom was one of that people, that you will find these people in your path. And yeah. I was now in a school, kindergarten, and I was doing drawings. And all my drawings, because the beings of light told me that I, I shouldn't. He was like, don't do it. No, it's just like, they, not, they don't understand you. You will waste your time. Mm. And then because I was told not to say anything, I have to express myself somehow. And I started to paint beings of light everywhere.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course. And,
1: I, and I, I it's when I we also discovered, I didn't know up to that point, I could see auras too. I thought everybody could.
0: I mean, yeah,
1: how do I know? And then now I'm painting auras everywhere with around everything. I'm painting beings of light everywhere. And the teacher was really curious, like, okay, what is going on here? Are, you? I guess you love the sun. These are the sun, the stars. And I said, No, those are my friends, the beings of light. <laughs> it's when like the teacher, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. And I was already in the eyes of these people. I was strange because I was very quiet. I would be in a corner. I I was just observing. And then my mom, they call my, my parents, my mom, my dad couldn't call my mom, came to school. And when she's showing all the drawings, when she's showing all these things to, to my mom, I just was so desperate for someone to believe me that I turned to my mom and I said, mom, because they're showing the the aura so these are the colors that we wear and these are my friends the beings of light and my mom made me this face like pretty much like she was a teacher too she didn't want me to be in trouble she just looked at me with those mom killing us like be silent yeah and i'm like that was so sad i thought no i mean this is it i'm alone in this world and then and the way home is that my mom revealed to me that she also could see things that others couldn't. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And I'm That's like, what is that you see? So she said that she could see spirits. I didn't know what that was. And later in life was when I started, when I was six years old, I started to see also what we call spirits. Hmm. which And it's when I said to my mom, no, mom, the spirits and the beings of life are not the same. Because the spirit thing caused me fear,
0: yeah.
1: And with the being so light, I was a complete state of peace. Okay. So my mom is when she asked, "What is it then that, that you see?" Because she thought we were seeing the same thing. Yeah. And I, when I describe it really clear, she's like, she started to cry and she said, "I think that you see angels." Yeah. Yeah. With the cath- Catholic religion, yeah. Yes. And she's like. But it's when I told her, I don't know, mom, because they don't have wings like in the pictures. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and she's like, but it has to be your guardian angels. And then mm-hmm. it was when I went and asked the beings of life. First, I was like, what is, what is with these spirits? Because mm-hmm. this is strange. They, they produce me fear. And it's when I thought the answer was going to be, oh, they're different, whatever. And it's when they said to me, that thing that you call the spirits, you as, in essence, we're all the same. Yeah. The only difference is the awareness you have, the consciousness, the, the awareness you have about mm. who you mm. truly are. Mm. Oh, wow. What? And after that, they said, my mom says that that you are angels. Is that what you are? And the answer was beautiful because they say you can call us whatever you want yeah. the universe manifests to us in the way we can understand it and yeah. that's how compassionate the universe is it's like yeah. yes oh, okay <laughs>
0: Which, which uh, actually leads me to a question that I had, was going to ask you before uh, time flies here. I think we have to fast forward a little bit to your oh gosh, experiences. Yes. Anyway, I was going to ask you about this NDE because we've had other guests on the podcast and I've heard many NDE stories also in other contexts. We had Eben Alexander, for instance, I think you know him mm-hmm. uh, here on the podcast and Yes, it seems that many things coincide when people have had near death experiences, like, for instance, the the spiritual transformation within these people, of course, and and the feeling that uh, the realms that people reach uh, are more real than this reality and so on, as we have been mentioning here. But there are also uh, it seems like every every NDE is unique. So there are differences in what people experience. Do you think, in your view, do you think that the, um, the, the non-physical realm that we reach when we leave our body is, uh, quote-unquote, bespoke for our particular soul's journey? I mean, tailored for each and every individual. Do you think that that's the case?
1: Yes, and you know, that's, that's the, when the beings of light get me the answer, when I say, what is that that I am observing? They say, life from your own personal experience. and that doesn't apply just to this physical realm this applies to all realms so this is this is amazing because I said to people and when the beings of light said to me we're all the same all depends how aware you are about who you truly are Mm. because later when I started to learn about about ascended masters and all that I said I asked the same the same question to them like well, what makes you different is, is there a hierarchy with what it? and they said no it's only experience and awareness mm-hmm. the more aware you are about who you truly are yeah the more evolved you are mm-hmm. and then i said to people and what i learned through time and i the fact that you die in your physical we call it death. now i know that there's no death but
0: we just leave call time. The, yeah,
1: exactly. Time. The, the, just leaving the, the the biological part of yourself, the death the, of your physical body, doesn't mean that you awaken. It's a process. So mm. once you're in the non-physical realm, if you're still not awakened, you're not awakened. You mm. continue mm. your process of awakening. And, you know, this is amazing. I'm going to share with you quick an experience I had. There was a time where... I went to sleep at night. I was deep sound asleep and I was awakened by the sound of a bell. Cling cling cling. I woke up. I'm like cling cling cling. I woke up again. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. How can I wake up if I was awake? What is going on?
0: Oh oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Two levels. Cling cling
1: cling. (laughs) i woke up again okay i'm like huh and these bells sounded like about five times and there's before i could i even had any concept that there was something called ingrid uh-huh. oh, so oh. and again going going to my explanations as an oceanographer with the column of water again like it's like i woke up at the depthness at the bottom of the ocean mm. where the ocean doesn't have any sense even though everything is being influenced the depthness of the ocean is not perceiving the wave at the surface no. so same thing i woke up in the depthness of ingrid so there was no concept of persona career name dreams none of that it was mm-hmm. the, the the pure presence of myself and i just started to wake up at all these levels until like the at the fifth or sixth, like the fifth bell i had that idea the, oh there's something called ingrid yeah
0: <laughs> yes I, I i can i can relate to that i've had similar experiences not five or six levels but uh, and, and no bells but i think often when i wake up these days i, I try to to uh awaken spiritually the, the the best way i can and i i try to meditate every morning and so on so nowadays when i sleep I often dream very deeply and when I wake up I don't know that I'm Anders Uh, but it's not that I don't that I'm confused or anything I just it just takes a few minutes before I remember oh yes this is this is this world that I'm in now and I'm Anders and I'm supposed to do this and that
1: yes before you put your gloves uh, on
0: exactly it's a state of uh, a blissful state actually which is yes. very nice but but often I, i'm really annoyed sometimes because i can't remember my dreams and i just i just remember that they were so fascinating and so good so i just want to remember them first but well i guess that's pretty trivial
1: <laughs> but that that's when i realized we are multi-dimensional beings and we are actually at this moment experiencing all levels of being mm. and then with with awareness with meditation with work we can like you're experiencing now become more aware of our, our other states of being mm. and in my near there and doing the and doing my auto body experiences and many other experiences i have had because i had another short near that experience i had a motorcycle accident and mm. other sicknesses mm. and stuff i've been able to experience the, the non-physical realm, state, yeah. state and, and and realize that, yeah, our our mind, our emotions continue with us. That's why mm-hmm. we, we have to purify ourselves here and yeah. now. And I said to people, this experience as a human is incredible because it offers so much contrast. Yeah. Like I just, even the symbols of, even in my near-death experience, the darkness, the light, the sound, the no sound, the sickness, the wellness, all that is suffering in this contrast for us to, oh, being able to observe what we can observe, mm. what we cannot see, what we cannot sense, what we cannot feel. So I I, I I, said to people, this is incredible. There was a moment in my life, and there's when I was in the, in the, I would just say worst of the times of suffering. For whatever reasons, and it's when I ask the being, so like, what am I doing here? You're not going to believe the answer because I am feeling that I am suffering, and I'm yeah. saying what I am doing here, and they said to me to experience pure joy. How oh. can you tell me that?
0: <laughs> well, without that contrast, you would never know what pure joy is.
1: Exactly, I guess. exactly. So it's, but it's also when I make the decision. oh, what if I start living my life with presence? Yes. What if and it's when they gave me this teaching. They said to me, "Look, if you think about it, absolutely everything, every bird, every tree, the wind that you breathe, the, every cell in your body, is at the state of present mm, mm, now. Mm. If your cell was thinking about tomorrow, guess what? You disintegrate. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, yeah. there, there is, everything is working in the now." exactly the only thing that is not there is your mind Mm
0: -hmm. and the
1: more you disalign from the present Mm. from the now the more you disalign the more you suffer because Mm. you're living a life of expectations you're living a life of like in in disalignment with what is happening now with what is Yeah and you want something else, or you're trapped in your past memories. This is the other beautiful thing they said to me. They say, Ingrid, you think that you are thinking? That all the time you're thinking? And I said, of course. My my mind is full of thought. I'm thinking. All, and they said, no. Humans are not really, really, truly using the gift of thinking for what it is. And I said, mm. wow. And they said, what you are people, the 90 Something percent of, of people what they're doing is remembering, hmm. trapped in their own memories. All thoughts.
0: All <laughs> thoughts, yes. It's a program running, running. It's just a program
1: running. So they said the more you practice presence, the hmm. more you practice, and, and our, it's amazing how we don't we take it for granted that our five senses were given as a portal hmm. to awareness. Mm. So we do walking meditation, do the dishes, take a shower, brush our teeth <gasps> mm. in presence, mm. use that sense perception. We can start connecting with the now.
0: Yeah.
1: And the more connected is when they say is when you just open that connection. And now you're actually connected with the true thinking, the creative mm. thinking mm. of the universe.
0: Mm.
1: That gift of thinking becomes real. And, and you
0: and you can even appreciate the pain that that you experience because it's it's part of the whole, the whole experience. And uh, I think it's Eckhart Tolle who has to described the difference between suffering and pain. Pain will happen once in a while. Occasionally, you will feel pain, but then it, it ends, because as you say, we only have the present moment. So when it's over, it's over, and then you don't have to think about that pain anymore. But suffering is when people get stuck in that pain. They just keep remembering the pain that they had from a, a loss of a loved one or a divorce or whatever, an accident, that's suffering. So you, we never need to suffer, yeah. really.
1: Yeah, you know, I call it the cul sack sac of suffering.
0: The cul sack <laughs> of suffering, yeah, that's good.
1: You know, I this is the other thing. When I talk to people about free will, yeah. I said people think they have free will because they buy their clothing, their food, they choose their career. And I said, mm, Yeah, I mean, you have your choice there, but that's not free will. I said to people, that's not free will because the the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the career you chose, where you live is conditioned by your culture, by -hmm. your parents, by your education, by your country, by, oh my God, your ancestors. Otherwise you will eat something else, wear something else, maybe didn't even go college. So that's not free will. I said, just going what, what you were saying, to me, free will is when you decide to choose or pick that path of suffering, now you're stuck there and the free will comes when you stop and say, you know, I'm not going to stay there anymore. I'm picking the path of clarity. yeah, The path of the light yeah. to me, true free will is make that decision of i want to see this with clarity Mm. and to me the the true prayer is not like oh how i can change this how i can change that to me the true prayer i the way i pray i say god help me see because i cannot see
0: Mm.
1: give me clarity what is this for Mm -hmm. the moment we ask that question we come out of that called the sack of suffering because I leave the story behind. I don't identify with the story anymore. And now I am in the path of looking for a purpose. What is this for? What yeah. is this teaching me? I want clarity. Wow, now you're evolving.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people think or have the... the. Uh, well, they think that uh, the concept of choosing joy and choosing love, which you, we actually can do, they think that it's irresponsible and naive, uh, but it's uh, it's difficult to convey that to people who aren't really awakened. Because I mean, of course, it sounds silly. I can choose to be joyful. Oh, no, you can't! If something bad has happened to you, of course, you can't choose to be. But we, we can actually do that. We can we can choose that path, as you say.
1: Yes, yeah, really so we, we can. We can, and it incredibly, is that every second of our life. Yeah. Our life is can be new at every single moment. I can just right now make that decision of like, but it also depends what you picture as joy. Mm-hmm. If your joy is in, is in receiving something from outside and in wanting to change your reality and going to a party and going to a trip, then your joy is conditioned. You're expecting yes, that's, something. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, that's true. I mean, joyfulness... True joyfulness, like true unconditional love, comes from from inside, of course. Then it it it's, uh, doesn't have anything to do with what's happening on the outside. I guess exactly. It's, it's just, it I comes mean, it happen from anything, yeah. and you, you just feel you feel blissful or joyful or or just neutral.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, yes, is is a sense of it's inner happening. peace, inner yeah. calmness. That's what I say to people. You want to think about doing any practice, any practice whatsoever. Go for calming your mind. Yeah. The true state of joy is when, is the freedom of not having to expect, not having to do, not having to. You know, it's amazing when I asked the beings of light one time after I had that big awakening 10 years ago, that's another story, but I had this big awakening and I I was still working with the the organizations and uh, it's when... I'm there surrounded by scientists and everything. And I said to the beings, so like, what can I do or say to these people? Because if I am experiencing joy, I want them to experience that. It, it didn't mean like it said that my outer reality changed. It was mm. still the same thing, same problems. No, it was my state of being.
0: Yes.
1: I was, I felt the sense of liberation. And then mm. when I said to them, What can I do or say? the answer was amazing. Because they said to me, do or say nothing. <laughs> they said the light of your awareness is all they need. So is that Anders? It's not about now what can I and get anxious about it and expect something. No, just be, be. If you had that awakening, be that. Be that light, be that silence, be that calmness, be that compassion, joy. Oh, just. Be that. Mm. And they said, and later the doing and the saying will come from being. And that's what it means to walk your talk. Yeah. Beautiful. And now nowadays, I you know what even I have learned so many mantras and so many prayers and stuff through all my life. I would just say that today, my most important mantra is nothing complicated, nothing long, nothing. It's just I go to the store, I go to the bank, I'm with you and I say, How are you doing today?
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: With, with true feeling, we're coming from the heart. Oh, the person feels you can save a life with yes. That. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because the person see feels seen. Somebody mm. sees that person. Yes. I mean, you just have to think of how you felt how, how you React yourself when somebody sees you. When somebody really, truly sees you and listens to you, it's 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 really like you say, life-saving or soothing. Anyway, that's beautiful. Yes. So yes. during your career now, you have uh, we, we have maybe not time to delve very deeply into all that you have experienced and all your travels and all what you did here. But you became a scientist, a marine biologist, and an oceanographer. And how did these um, Unusual spiritual insights and gifts, and also your contact with the beings of light, help you during this long career in the military, in the navy, and and in scientific bodies of in different, in different kinds.
1: You know, it's been it's been incredible because just starting with that question, people ask me, how could you become a marine scientist if you drown? Yes. And I said, You should should be so fearful of water. And I said, No, actually, the opposite. And this is again when that choice of leaving the cul de sac of suffering happened. Because for me, I never stayed at the level of the experience. To me, I went beyond. For me, it was like because drowning brought me to see the light. Yeah. So I never stayed in the drowning. Ah, oh, that for me was like it brought me to see the depthness and look at the parallel. Now I wanted to know the depthness of everything. I became a scuba diver. Uh, I wanted to, just, I guess, that was the sense of like, I want to know the depthness of everything, the deafness, how deep is the ocean of life. <laughs> And yeah, I I decided to actually to to become a scientist since I was very, very little. I was four years old. My parents took me to see the ocean and I was mesmerized. And I said to my mom, someday I'm going to know what is there. And then when I was five, I told my dad, I'm going to be a marine scientist. Okay, (laughs) that's what you want to do. And that was all I wanted. Mm. Yes, and and then it, it, that was you know that was very needed actually. It's like like, I started to this is the other thing. I started to have visions of the future since I was a child, a little mm. child, and then
0: your future or the the general future. Of
1: it, it, sometimes I, I I could see things that were going to to happen in general, but it was mostly my own experience, my life. Later in life, I, I started to see other things that were. And now it's, it's been opening more but yeah at that point i later i realized how very needed it was that i became a scientist actually because there was a moment where by the age of 19 i had already i imagine at nine years old i was already reading books like the bhagavad-gita oh. viveka shudamani which is the book of the sermon a that is book of self-realization i started to practice a transcendental meditation when I was 14, studying Vedanta when I was around 14, 15. I mean, I, by 19, I was like embedded in all this spirituality at a level that I wasn't even walking in this world.
0: Mm.
1: And what happened with, with science and with college and the people I met there, I needed to ground.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was amazing. And this is also the whole symbology that brings me to to know with clarity that the path of awakening is not just become a self-realized being, but becoming a self-actualized being. Once you're awakened, what do you do with that? (laughs) So to me, it was like, wow. Wow all this time brought me to, to that realization, how I, I can merge both my spirituality and my humanity. Yeah. And then this was great. I'm becoming a scientist and meeting people and having a boyfriend at that time where well, I started to put my feet in the ground and, and experiences oh, experiencing also the sufferings of life. And through all these sufferings, I became more compassionate, more empathic more kind because there was a moment i have to tell you being young having all this awareness i would look at others and think are you stupid Mm. so i became (laughs) arrogant yeah Yeah. i didn't Mm. have that empathy because
0: spiritual arrogance that's that's the worst (laughs) kind
1: yes because of course to me it was like what is happening to these people but thankfully grounding Mm and experiencing many things that were not nice, <laughs> many sufferings, not that we have to, but it was needed. I know it was needed. So now I'm grateful with all of it because it was 20 years of many sufferings. I told you before I live in a war zone, I experienced the war, I was almost raped and, and murdered. I oh, There's many things that happened through my life after that abusive relationship. So many things that, wow nowadays i can say thanks to all of that i can understand why we forget why we not in tune with who we truly are why is the path what do we need to wake up how patient and how compassionate we need to be with other people with our own selves
0: mm. but do so, you think the point of being here in the first place is that we should exp- we are supposed to, to experience polarity and these contrasts in order for us to to grow spiritually and to understand what real true unconditional love and joy is is that is that the point as you see it uh, or uh... Uh,
1: yes yes you know what it's, it's funny because
0: <laughs> i mean it's we're here scope. after all we, we are here, all here on we, this we we're are here yes
1: here. and this is going to sound funny but weird but i said life is not meant to make us happy hmm. who said that hmm. life is meant to challenge us so Mm. we can find that happiness within ourselves yeah so all these challenges all these things bring us to stop looking out and look within look there was a moment one day this is this is great my husband came home and he had this back pain oh my back hurts so bad i'm going to go get a massage and even when I got this whisper from the being, so lion says he's not going to heal. I'm like, what does <laughs> <That's> mean? <laughs> and they said no, because he's what he's trying to to solve is a result. So they show me this analogy of an equation. They said, look, one plus one equals two. Two is a result. There's nothing you can do with the result. It's already a result. So they say you can waste all your energy. You can put all yourself in it. There's nothing going to happen. You have to go within. So once you go within and you change the equation from within, you calm your mind. You learn how to be at peace, be tranquil, be in the present, be in the now. Now the answers come and that's when you, when you become the presence The the space is when you create a new reality, you're a creator. Mm-hmm. And then now they show me, look, what happened? Two is a magic thing. One plus two, you create a new reality. Yeah. Three. See.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that's how I'm gonna fix my hip, which is, has started to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yes it might be they say it could be uh arthritis i don't know uh, but i've i've been thinking that uh, the way that you you're describing it now uh, that, that i should perhaps try to focus a little bit more in inside and and uh, and ask my beautiful body to try and, and heal itself uh, the best best it can maybe it can't heal the the arthritis but i can always try
1: that way yes exactly just calm your mind and and don't you know the, the beings so of light said to me always do not expect
0: no no expectation to, of the outcome
1: yeah because the mind is tricky yeah. so now it's like you have a train with two heads one head is saying I'm healing the other one is not true mm. see so where is it going to go mm. so mm. is when people say to me oh should I how can I communicate with beings so of light or whatever it is by calming my mind I, I said Do not expect that that's just a result that gets created but uh, just be be at peace with yourself and and the gratification from that is better than anything else
0: yeah 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 but you have to experience that a couple of times first but when you have you, you you realize that that's the way to go you have to start doing that and i think maybe the the thing is to start just meditating or something and then you will realize you will s- slowly realize that you you feel better just generally feel better e- after exactly doing that. then,
1: yeah
0: that's in, s- evidence enough i think
1: yes I, you know when people talk to me about science and spirituality mm. how can they call and i said how can can they be together and i said because the separation is in the mind yeah, and i said if you think about it a spirituality It's not a belief. Spirituality is not believing anything. Mm. Actually, it's the opposite. Spirituality is science because it's experiential. Again, it's drinking the orange juice. Oh, you want to know kindness? Be kind. Uh Now you know what that is. You want to be, you want to see peace? Be at peace with yourself. Mm. Now you know what that is and you create that peace. Again, you create a new reality. It's you, the, the being, yes, it's amazing. The being so like show me this room, at, as an analogy, for example. And they said, "What is something in the room that never, ever, ever, ever changes?" Mm. The space in the room. The space, yes. That's is good. ever present. Um, is that's why it's omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. Is always there. Mm-hmm. What is what always changes? The furniture. So it's your decision. What do you want to identify with, the furniture or the space? Yeah. yeah. When you identify with the furniture, you suffer because it can be moved, it can be tossed, it changes. Mm. But when you identify yeah. yourself with what you truly are, that's the spirit. What is the spirituality? Go back and be that present. Go back and be your mm. true self, your authentic self. Mm. When you identify with the space, which at the beginning is is you you're working it, um, it, you're okay, mm. but you are it, mm. and when you start like going back to the root of what you are, presence, which is what I experience in my near death experience, that I call nothingness, <laughs> yeah. is the space. Yeah. But look, yeah. the spell the space can hold the space holds it all. Mm. That's why it's the emptiness that is actually fullness, and that's when you become the creator of your life
0: so the point of being here is to experience contrast and polarity but when we realize that that is the point of it and we feel joyful or or blissful about it uh, then we are getting closer to uh, to uh, realizing that that we are not just our physical beings and we are we are actually evolving and and i mean to take it far we might you might say that at one point we might not even need to incarnate anymore we we might stay in that other realm and well that's i don't know if we are close to that point but my question is do you think that we are now living in a time because i one of the the basic foundations of this fo- podcast is that we are living in shifting times because the world is integrating for the first time ever as far as we know anyway so the whole humanity is connected do you think that this time actually is something particular something special that we are experiencing some kind of collective awakening uh, in, in our time
1: and yes we are we are and you know what like like the way i mentioned to you before i i started to know about this since i was very little when i was five years old and the being so light started to say to me someday everyone will be able to see us mm-hmm. how they knew that. i mean and they were showing me back in the future and they were showing me these times of my life like you yeah. that i was going to be around this age all that so it, it for them that was clear this was happening yeah and this transitioning was happening and this shift was happening and Of course in my they even told me i was 19 years old when i was becoming rebellious and i want to be like everyone else i am tired of being different and then it's when i asked they're being so light uh, that there was moments I, i couldn't understand with things with clarity and they said to me in 20 years you will understand
0: Okay. They mentioned a, a number of years, actually. Oh,
1: yes. Yes. Yeah. And and incredibly, 20 years passed. I didn't even realize it when I had my big awakening. And it's when I realized, oh, this is the time period the beings yeah. of life mentioned.
0: Oh, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah.
1: when I opened up, more people opened up, mm. this, it started to share the this big <laughs> opening mm. started to happen. And I knew that. 10, 20, 30 years ago, 50, that was not possible. You couldn't even talk about these things.
0: No. You
1: were like, what are you talking about? People, very so. few I'm people.
0: Very, yeah, very alone. The ones that were awakened 50 years ago felt very alone, I think.
1: Yeah, and that's why growing up, I feel so lonely throughout my entire life. Because even later when I like did more the grounding, become, became a scientist, all that, but I always was alone because I didn't really have anyone... To share no. the deafness of all these teachings and all that with anyone yeah. and then when the book i wrote it it came out and i said we'll see what happened hmm. i just let it go and wow the, the response was incredible and and but i also feel this thing Anderson, and it's, it's beautiful when we were talking about expectation it was the sense of the less you expect, the less you suffer. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting to sell to no sell to go to no go to be to no be. Just like yeah. people say, ask me like, what do you think? What do you expect of the future? And I said nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's wise. People think you're crazy when you say that, but it's really wise. Yeah. And it's, I mean, life is so much more interesting when you don't expect things imagine that you knew exactly what was going to happen is was it would be incredibly boring
1: it would be it would be, oh, it, it would be
0: gosh. unbearable actually so i think when you just realize that anything can happen tomorrow anything can happen it can just it makes life so much more interesting and fascinating and and uh, it's more and, joy, and joyful yeah. to live
1: and what when when you start actually living your life now yeah In breathing this air now, you know, I said to people, stop. Meditation doesn't need to be like 10 hours sitting in an opposite. No. (laughs) It's like, what about now? Now in the middle of, in the front of your computer, in the middle of the chaos, you're able to say, I exist. Yes. I exist.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. (sighs) Right now. When do we ever say that or feel that or, or or bring that up to, to to our acknowledgement? Not often enough, anyway. Exactly. So it's when we start living our present moment. Our present moment. Wash your dishes with presence. Wow. Touch the keyboards in your computer. Oh my God. Sense perception is here and now. Our senses are amazing. This is what connects us with the now, and we just don't even. We take it for granted, we're not even using it again, like using the true power of thinking. Mm. Touch, oh, listen, breathe. Grab your cup of coffee, how you want to experience it now, grab that coffee you love and smell it before you drink Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Grab a fruit, smell it, wow, now bite it. See, Yeah. oh, that's joy.
0: I have to get better at that, but I know what you're talking about. It's wonderful <laughs> when you can be that present. I try to do it when I eat uh, mostly, but sometimes I forget. Okay, Ingrid Honkala, time flies, and you're—I'm—I'm I'm so happy that you could uh, share all of this with with me and the the listeners from Mississippi, United States, and I'm sitting here in Stockholm. Now, where can uh, the listeners? learn more about you and your work, what's the best place to go?
1: Yes, I, I have a website. It's called IngridHonkala.com. Mm-hmm. And I also have a YouTube channel, uh, the media pages. And of course there's my book. Yeah. Brightly Guided Life. It has, has like oh, people, I, I just love it because people love it. And, and I, I, I always thought if this book can give a little light to someone, that's I. I already did my work.
0: <laughs> Wonderful, so. and I guess the home uh, I mean, the your um, yeah your um, website is a good place to start
1: to find. Yes, and I and, and I also do like a monthly mentoring class. Mm-hmm. It's okay. the second son, the second Saturday of each month, and and I'm about to create also a community because I do sessions, so people want to keep connected. So I'm coming with new ideas and things to keep connected. Yes.
0: Wonderful. Ingrid, thank you very, very much for sharing your wisdom with us here on Mind the Shift. And you're doing a beautiful and important light work.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. This is, again, look at the joy. This is such a joy. (laughs) Yes. So please keep doing the work you're doing. It's beautiful by sharing light, the light of awareness with the world. Thank you.